0: I thought Cher was going to launch into his terrible British accent again.
1: Beer garden. The beer garden was pretty spot on. <laughs> that was on. pretty good. I even said it to myself as I was driving two days ago because I like listened to the episode. and I thought that was pretty good.
2: <laughs> I think I said it when like, we came up in conversation by text the other day, and I was like, "No, he definitely got that." <laughs> so, that's Nerve what I would sound like at my desk. Someone would have heard me said say "beer garden." And like, yeah, he was pretty. He was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Now, just picture me high up with my top down On Highland and Sunset Doing 85 on the top deck She step by step, we walking on stars If you looking for some action, you ain't
0: gotta go that far
1: well, welcome back to another Monday, another uh, movie night. Wait, nope, not a movie night pick. I was say it's not Monday. Strong no. start, strong star. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so this this week we're doing something a little different, although it is similar to what we've done in the past. We have our resident expert on all things British, Lyndon Wells, here on the phone with us. Peekaboo. I
2: thought you were going to say all things top ten. Then yeah. You'd be like, oh, that's a good title to have.
1: Here we are with another top ten list tonight. We're looking at top ten faded stars. So. Uh, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about the criteria that we use to, to narrow this down. I think the one thing I should say is that we, there'll be a, a noted absence of, of
0: child stars. Yeah. So that'd be a top 10 list. On its own.
2: And I also feel like that was a noted absence of you not addressing the fact that this was the winning prize for me of the last <laughs> quiz that we had. Did you not want to address that? That's true. I, I guess I had forgotten about that.
1: Thank um, you. it's funny how selective one's memory can be when trauma happens.
0: hmm and we've got uh, a new quiz for this this episode as well. Which is what? Um it is called the Mr. and Mrs. Quiz. Now and I'll let you decide who's the missus. Can
1: I can I just ask uh where <laughs> what was the motivation for, for that?
0: It's a nice quiz to set you up against each other about how well you know each other. Fair enough, Look Based, to based around films. I feel like Chet the only other alternative
2: was the newlywed quiz, so which would you prefer? I mean, neither, because honestly,
1: I only talk to Rodney for about an hour a week to do an episode, and then I intentionally avoid him the rest of the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: really difficult to live together. All right, so, uh, so gentlemen, so we have uh, we have a list to get through. So this is the the top ten faded stars. Do we want to talk a little bit about how we put this list together, Lyndon? I know we talked back and forth for a few months now on how we were going to approach it.
0: So yeah, the original when. Uh... Rodney won the quiz the idea was like almost one hit wonders and that kind of evolved into faded stars so it's um, like people that hit big in maybe one or two films then kind of look like they're on a trajectory for a big career and kind of drifted off and I think as we explored the possible list we decided to re- remove child actors and do that as a separate list as we've mentioned and we also found our list was very much centered around films during our lifetime as well yeah, which I think is is. Uh, I mean,
1: I, I I understand, you know, the respect for for all things cinema history, but it, with lists like this, it's it's not objective; it's subjective. So it has to be something you experienced in real time, almost.
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah, and wouldn't it be difficult to say like, uh, is Humphrey Bogart a faded star? <laughs> I haven't seen him in anything lately. <laughs>
0: no, I have seen him for years. Yeah.
1: There is. Where one... did he go? <laughs> there is there is one on the list though that I'm not sure quite fits into that that part of our criteria, but it's worth, I think it's still relevant. I think it's still like yeah. presently relevant. So we'll get to that, of course. Um, so like we do each time we have Lyndon on for a top 10, we're just going to go through and discuss them. Um, and of course we want you, the listener, to jump in on this as well. If you have any thoughts about who you think we might've left off the list, please let us know. You can go to our website and comment on the post. So without further ado, gentlemen, are we ready to jump on into this? Let's go. Let's go. All right, me? Yeah, man. Hey, start us up. What's number 10?
2: All right. So at number 10, I don't know why I got selected to pick Twilight. It might be because I saw them all in theaters. Um, Is Taylor Lautner, the uh, what was potentially going to be a handsome leading man. And he has basically been in nothing since these movies, right? Now, were you Team Jacob? Oh, definitely would have been Team Jacob. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. I, I couldn't even, I don't even remember the vampire's
1: name. So that's all, all I could say was team Jacob. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember the other one. Edward. Edward, Edward I was going to say team Robert because it's Robert <laughs> no. Pattinson. That is. Yeah. 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 This one, this one for sure, because I think of all the people on Twilight, not that the rest of them have gone on to have incredible careers, but this was the one he was, he was really on the movie for like his physique. Mm-hmm. Right. So like if there was ever going to be just a, the next kind of action movie guy who could just fill certain roles. I feel like, I feel like Taylor Lautner had potential to be that.
0: Have you seen all the Twilight films? I've seen the second
1: one three times.
0: <laughs> that doesn't count. Uh, Lyndon, have you seen them all? I've seen, there's four, isn't there? Is there four? I've um, seen maybe two and a half.
2: Yeah, I think there's, okay. So I think that there's three. Um,
0: but isn't the last one split into two
2: there. Oh yeah. So there are four. And, um, and I have seen them all. So, yet again, uh, I like to be the person that is made fun of for not having seen all movies. And yet, guys, there's five. Um,
1: f- the the <sighs> last one is the fourth one, and then it's broken up into two movies. So, there, there were five there are cinematic five. releases. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did so there, love this There one. was Twilight. There was Twilight New Moon, which I saw three times. There was Eclipse. Nice. And then there was Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2.
0: Isn't New Moon the one where she just sits there mooping throughout the entire film?
2: I one of them is. Um yeah. but what I will say is so one, I've seen all of these. Uh Taylor Lautner, I think he was like uh he was, I thought, gonna be somewhat famous because he did. He was it was all his physique though, right? And I guess he wasn't ever that big of an actor. I remember he was the in the second movie or he like had like took off his shirt and the whole like theater went crazy and that's <laughs> including especially, especially um, but that was that was what i I feel like that was the peak of his career probably the second movie where everyone was anticipating like he'd gotten in this like good great shape and then i think that's where his career has since descended from right oh. i feel like even in the movies he became less important
0: <laughs> once he took his top off that was it career over
2: or oh, oh, career peak Career peak, and then that was like, people were like, actually, that was the best that he had to offer, was that one moment where he showed us his physique, and then... And then Rodney and all the Girl Scouts in the theater went crazy. and We we went crazy, (laughs) and then we left the theater going like, yeah, but what else do you have? It's not enough to just be a good physique. That's not a question we want answered, and clearly Hollywood didn't want
1: that (laughs) answered either, because he did nothing after that.
2: Because he had... Wait, does anybody remember any... I remember one other movie, Abandoned. But other than that, I, I oh, really yeah. think
0: that was terrible. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Does any chance. So I guess maybe we'll, we'll ask this uh, to end each one, any chance that he has a resurgence or is he officially done? I think we'll see Taylor Lautner again
1: on a documentary called being Jacob and uh, he'll be like, he, if you've seen him lately, he's packed on the weight. And so I think we'll see sort of like a sad documentary about, uh, you know, just a faded star. And uh, yeah, so I think we see him again. Definitely.
2: so chet is voting we see him again in a sad documentary about how he was once trim and a potential leading man and is now overweight and depressed Lyndon, do you believe that we see him again nope okay i say i hold out hope there is a eight percent chance that he gets a role in which we find him lovable
0: that's so specific eight percent eight percent chubby lovable
2: yeah
0: chubby lovable
1: uh, all right, Lyndon, you want to give us number nine?
0: Oh Yeah, number nine, uh, we've gone for Alicia Silverstone, uh, who was pretty big in the mid-90s with the uh, the American uh, teen, teen comedy Clueless, which was all part, I, I don't know about you guys, but it was a big film growing up, and everyone loved it. And then she hit Batman and Robin and disappeared. <laughs> I, well, that so, is, but, I guess, that, know, that is, a, like, a
2: decent second movie. I mean, I feel like some of these people, too, as, I, as we kept looking at the list, I kept wanting to say, like, well, they did get another role. But I usually, it feels like they got another role because they were popular from that one really popular thing.
1: Let's like, let's keep in mind, too, like, what you're saying. I mean, the, the criteria isn't one-hit wonders. So the idea that yes. she went on to go to Batman and Robin, that's fine. I mean, someone could have five six seven big movies in a stretch and then be nothing and they would still make this list you know you didn't have to just have one success in fact it might even be more uh you know like i think we'll find as we get closer to number one that um the number one person actually had several uh several successes within a, within a franchise and so i don't know i it's I, the idea that she went on to batman and robin i still i still think she belongs here on this list because we haven't seen anything really since and that's
0: the whole point I think you have to remember Clueless as well starred Paul Rudd and he is far from faded. He has wow. far from faded. So
1: I mean to ask Rodney's question,
0: do we think we see her again? I think unlikely in anything big. Mm. I think she's still she's still around doing things, isn't she? But I haven't I haven't seen her in anything in over ten years. Yeah,
2: I feel comfortable saying this one. We don't see see her again because if we were going to see her again, we we would have seen her again by now. Yeah, the the time is coming gone. Sorry, Alicia.
0: What a time it was.
1: (laughs) All right, so number eight is someone who I actually am rooting for. I'm hoping that we do
0: see this person again. Mm -hmm.
1: And that is Ellen Page, uh, especially after her success
0: in the cult classic Juno. Great film. She's really good in it. And that was kind of a peak. She's done quite a few bits since. She was in um, Inception, wasn't she? Yes. And then recently that uh, terrible remake Flatliner, she appeared at that, didn't she? Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, she was also
1: in a movie called The East, which was phenomenal, but it wasn't – it's like it's not any movie that people really know, so certainly doesn't help her stardom. Uh, But I do think that I wouldn't be – just because I think she's a really versatile actor – or sorry, actress that like Taylor Lautner was about his physique and Alicia Silverstone. Like, you know, I don't know. Ellen Page seems to me someone who can pull off multiple kinds of roles. And that I think would translate at regard, I guess, regardless of what age she is. So I don't think that like the time is coming on for Ellen Page to be popular. I could see her making a comeback in some way.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think she's versatile. I feel like she, the role Juno was almost perfect for both her and Michael Sarah. Like I feel like it became such a like cult classic because it it's like really of all people, these it's not like a dramatic like pregnancy movie where it's almost like they're both so awkward in the way they carry themselves. That and
1: Michael Sarah like was already in costume. Like that's just what he wears. (laughs) It's the short shorts, the tube socks and the unzipped hoodie. He was ready to go. Talk about the opposite of Taylor Lautner is Michael (laughs) (laughs) Sarah.
0: Is um is Juno Michael Sarah's peak as well?
2: Ah, well, no, well, wasn't he also, I feel like, uh, super bad. He had like a,
0: yeah, uh,
2: arrested, arrested development. I feel like he, I feel like he's got too many things to be considered. Like, uh, I also think that he gets some
1: attention every year for people who confuse him with Jesse Eisenberg. And then his name just comes (laughs) up accidentally in
2: conversation. (laughs) Um, oh boy, what, what I, I would rather, anyway, we're not talking about Michael Sarah, Uh, Ellen Page, I do think that she definitely has a chance of, you know regaining the attention i don't think anyone has had enough of ellen page i think she just happens to have not been in as many things and we now are like hey where has she been um but i do i think that fans would absolutely take her seriously as opposed to the taylor lotner example so i think she's got plenty of runway left so i say yes we see her against so give, but give her a percentage i would give her a what is this? What, Seventy-eight point seven percent chance of of yeah. reprising a big role in a movie. Yeah, I
0: was going to say seventy.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to go ninety-nine percent that Ellen <laughs> that Ellen turns her it's... her career to a new page. You oh god,
2: it's such an both things you just did are such amateur moves. <laughs> Wordplay and ninety-nine percent because you can look bad. Seventy-eight point seven. I can look good if she's back and I can not look bad if she's not.
1: Ronnie, go big or go home. (laughs) All right. Next one. Number seven. Uh,
0: Number seven. We've gone for probably our first one from a franchise of films is Jason Biggs, who uh, broke on the scene with American pie in 1999. Uh, Another big, another big film of the nineties that everyone watched. It was a big comedy at the time. Uh, And he was in all the sequels. But, was uh, he
1: in all the sequels? Even like the straight to DVD? Well, like there was like, oh, big, no, like uh, uh, all
0: the cinematic, the theatrical okay. ones. Okay, because there he were was there were
2: at least four that came out that went straight yeah.
0: to DVD. and didn't um Eugene Le- Levy appeared in most of them? Didn't he?
2: Yeah, Le- Eugene Levy. I feel like Sean Williams. No, no, you're right. Probably Eugene Levy was really the yeah, the, the one, the only one that was the staple.
0: Yeah, but Jason Biggs was the the leading man of the the original film, and you thought it might launch him onto something big. And it never really did. I think the latest thing I saw him in, he was in the first series of Orange is the New Black on yep. Netflix. And yeah, I haven't seen him in much else since.
2: So, yeah, I would say um, I agree he is the first person that we're talking about from a franchise outside of Taylor Lautner from Twilight, uh, which we agreed <laughs> was first person <laughs> in a franchise Sorry, he 10. Wasn't yeah. the first franchise. <laughs> Good one, Linda. So he. You know what the one thing about him is, um, is that he had a big role, but and not quite like Alan Page, but in a way that he was such an awkward character. I guess it doesn't surprise me all that much that he didn't go on to be like a huge star. I think he's a great example of like, oh, he's definitely going to become the next like, you know, person in comedy movies or whatever. But I feel like he's painful to watch on on screen. I don't know. That maybe that's just me, but I just think every time I see him, he's perfect for American Pie cuz he's incredibly awkward and you believe that he's going to do all of the things that that character does. And then even like Orange is the New Black, he's just kind of to me like this pitiful like character. I don't know. Like I I just I, I just find him yeah. hard to root for, which I do think <laughs> makes it difficult for me to assign him a, a, a plus 50% on seeing him back in a big
0: role.
1: I do think less than 25% chance we see him again, because I don't think people yeah. want to see him again.
0: <laughs> and I think it's worth mentioning we did also discuss for the list uh, Sean William Scott. We did. I think-
1: yeah, which was probably my choice, but I do agree he's been in like Goon and stuff, and so I get that.
2: I I also just feel like he's been a a more famous person, Continuously. Yeah. Like, I think people really like him in Hollywood mm-hmm. and that he's done, like, award shows. Like, I feel like he gets respect in a lot of other ways, even if it isn't big movie roles. Mm-hmm. All right. So number six. So number six, we have, um, the, I guess, early nineties heartthrob, Josh Hartnett. And, uh, we're, we're assigning him for the movie Lucky Number Slevin, which was a great movie. Um, but Josh Hartnett, for a little bit there, had a lot of big roles. And I feel like, had a lot of people's attention. Um, And I don't know, I guess outside of like a really like a two year window, he's kind of fallen off completely. Right? Like, I mean, I have a hard time thinking of any movie that he's been in since 2006. Well, this is where we start getting
1: into the territory of the list of people who not only were very popular, but like kind of owned the spotlight for, for moments. And then faded fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was
0: in a lot of big films, wasn't he? A, a lucky Number 7 is a great film. I forgot about it until we are talking about this list. That's yeah, really good. But he, he was in um, – he was one of the three leads in uh, Pearl Harbor. He did that vampire film, 30 Days of Night. Oh, he, he was pretty much – he was one of the, uh, the leading ensemble in Black Hawk Down. And then, like I said, after that, he kind of disappeared.
2: Yeah, and I guess he's a yeah he's a weird one for me because I do think like that one catches me by surprise um, because I feel like he was I mean maybe he was never considered like a fantastic actor and maybe um, was more of a like leading man type character Um, I I don't know maybe it was Forty Days and Forty Nights that movie that movie was god awful so maybe (laughs)
0: you remember that (laughs) oh my god (laughs) is that a romantic comedy you don't like.
2: It, that was that was one that I can tell you for sure I did not enjoy Forty Days wow. and Forty Nights. I watched that movie and I know that this is way off like
1: we're we're like way off off topic here when we when we start discussing other movies that they were in. But I remember watching that movie at a friend's house when I was younger. Like I don't know when it came out two thousand two, so probably when it came out. And and his parents were in the in the in the room. And they were pretty, like, protective, like, not really open to him watching many things. And we rented this movie. I don't know what they thought it was, but if anyone's seen 40 Days or 40 Nights, you can can imagine how that went. And suddenly it was, like, turned (laughs) off, and I think we then started watching reruns of M.A.S.H.
2: M.A.S.H. (laughs) That is what conservative parents would have you switch over to. So, I, I don't know. All right, let's assign a percentage. Josh Hartnett, do we ever see him again in a big role?
1: I think that if we see him again it'll be because one of the movies he was in decides to make a sequel and they can't help but make sure he's a part of it. I like, think we get like a 50 Days and 50 Nights, like a Pearl Harbor <laughs> 2 or a Lucky <sighs> a Lucky Number Slate.
0: <laughs> I'm going 9%. Uh yeah, I'm going
2: to go I'm going to go 12%, but I'm 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 pretty down there with you.
1: Oh, right. Well, I guess I'll co-sign the, the the area I'll say 10%. We're right there in the <laughs> in the same in the same ballpark. All right. Number 5 guys comes from uh the movie Mean Girls. Lindsay Lohan. Now, if I were to tell you that after that movie ended, one person, one two or actually, I guess two if you think about Rachel McAdams and also Amanda Seyfried went on to have better careers than Lindsay Lohan did. Yeah. And to me, she was she was like the the number one, like, I guess her, like Hillary Duff, Amanda Bynes, kind of all at the same time, right? And, but I feel like she was really like the, the most famous one, especially after mm-hmm. Mean Girls. Yeah. And then of course, you know, her, her life is, is one that we've seen in the public eye where there's been, you know, substance abuse and just different things that have come into play there. So obviously a sadder story, but certainly she has faded from any positive spotlight.
2: But this is one of those, uh, Disney star examples. Where then, when it falls off the rails, it can fall off the rails quick. Um, and no, I, I maybe I would have believed that Rachel McAdams had like a better career afterwards. But the idea that Amanda Seyfried—how do you say your last name? That um, the fact that she would have a better career—and credit to her, she's had a pretty good career—which would have shocked me at the time, because I feel like she plays a really kind of forgettable, goofy like goofy beyond words character in the in the movie mean girls and yeah Lindsay lohan this one i guess is more of a sad, sad one to talk about but i mean really nothing notable i mean all much more notable as a kid almost a child star you could almost put her in the child star but I guess almost she,
0: yeah yeah right uh yeah her percentage is gonna be fairly low isn't it yeah, one one <laughs> percent. I, I, I don't.
2: I don't like what my instincts are to, to, to answer this question. I think. Yeah.
1: I think we see her in a Taylor Lautner style uh, documentary at some point. Best case yeah.
2: scenario. Yes, that's what we see her in.
1: <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming to grips with the fact that there will be a Taylor Lautner documentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'll watch it now. All right. So, what's number four there, Lyndon?
0: So, I think number four is one that. Won't surprise people that he faded. And it's the uh, the main character of the Star Wars prequels, Hayden Christensen. The Star Wars prequels, everyone knows about them. They were a big disappointment. But his acting left a lot to be desired. And the you expect something like Star Wars to really launch a career. And it really didn't with him. I mean, he had that film... Jumper soon after Star Wars. Oh, my gosh. And then,
1: Jumper was one of the
0: worst films of, yes, I think, the terrible. decade. It was awful. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's amazing that uh, people like Euron McGregor and Natalie Portman, s- despite Star Wars, still managed to have a great career. Right. But uh, Hayden Christensen, not really.
1: Yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, is like he, if again, if, if going back to 2002, I think is when Attack of the Clones came out. If you were to, if you were to just do a prediction of which of these actors, actresses will go on to have the most fame. I mean, the, the, the handsome leading actor was, was Hayden Christensen. And I mean, what, what a bigger platform than Star Wars to launch your career. But I almost wonder if it, I almost wonder if people whose, whose fame comes from Star Wars initially, if they struggle to, I mean, find other like take be taken seriously in other ways. I mean, I, I understand yeah. Harrison
0: Ford did just fine, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think well, he's you know, the anomaly, though, isn't he? Because right. people like Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, they did have careers before Star Wars as well, right? And we're treading
1: we're treading dangerously on a spoiler for this list, yeah. so let's <laughs> let's uh, let's put off Star Wars talk till later.
2: Yeah, well, I will say, um, for this, as someone who has not really seen the Star Wars movies, kind of uh, infamously. Um people do always tell me, just don't start with those because they suck and Hayden Christensen sucks. So that's that's about what I know about his performance in these. Um I think I remember seeing a movie like called like The House or Summer House or some some story where Kevin Klein is like building a house and but he was younger. And so but that's like other than that, I've never I definitely haven't seen him since Hayden Christensen. Right? Like I mean I knew him like from one small role when he was really young, and then I knew that he got this, which again I would have assumed would be a platform for somebody. And then, I mean, that's pretty painful if it if it <laughs> if you do Star Wars and then no one wants to see you ever again. Um, that's a that's a pretty damning statement,
0: I yeah. think. I think it's worth mentioning as well. Do you know who uh, almost got the part ahead of Hayden Christensen? Yeah, Leo. Yeah, and how good would that have been? <laughs> Wait for Star Wars?
1: Yeah. yeah. No, we were talking about the House movie.
0: <laughs> Did
1: you know that Leo almost got the part opposite Kevin Klein? <laughs> uh, but zero percent that we see him in any sort of famous role anymore.
0: Zero percent. Well, I'll go one percent. Give him that little glimmer.
2: You know what? I'm gonna go, guys. I'm gonna be a little sneaky here. No, <laughs> I'm gonna
0: go. I'm gonna go fifty-two
2: percent. I think that there's Ooh. a chance that he's young enough and people will have forgotten and that he reprised that someone gives him a shot in like a more serious role other than star Wars spoken like someone who has not seen star Wars.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: Number three, uh, Brendan Fraser, uh, most notably I would suppose from the mummy franchise, right? That was a big time action movie when it came out and he was a big time action uh, star for that reason. Uh, George of the Jungle was pretty good, too. I just want to throw that in there. I but, loved it. I <laughs> but, loved it. But The Mummy is obviously where he made his fame. We've seen him pop up in different movies. In fact, I remember when Rodney and I weren't even sure what we were doing with Down the Hall Podcast. We, we thought we'd review movies instead of recommend. And we reviewed a movie that uh was just awful. And Brendan Fraser makes an appearance. Like, I almost think he was drunk. Like, a drunken appearance, I think, in this movie. What was what that called? What
2: was that? Jet- uh, case of you, a case
1: of you, a case of you. It was a Justin Long film, so that's all you need to know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Brendan <laughs> Fraser, man, this was someone like in the late '90s, early 2000s. He was on the top of his game, and now it's like that's he's nowhere to be found.
0: Yeah, it's just, and I love that Mummy film as well. When I, when I first had a DVD in my room when I was growing up, DVD player, the Mummy was the only DVD I had. I couldn't afford any more DVDs at the time. I knew the whole script of that film, including the Egyptian bits. That's really
2: compelling. so so that's
0: you, how cool i was <laughs> on a resume
2: on a resume would you list like uh conversational in egyptian
0: oh yeah to specific <laughs> lines
2: <laughs> just so long as they want to talk about what the mummy talks about I'm so, exactly as so long as they want scary threats i'm i've got i'm <laughs> your yeah. man i have that covered um for yeah brendan Fraser was to me a I don't even know that as a kid I ever really thought he was that cool, like, even as an action star. I think even as a pretty young person, I thought, like, yeah, I kind of like him. He's kind of a goof, but I guess I take him seriously. You know, like, he certainly wasn't Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones,
0: right? Yeah, that's what the... They were going for in The Mummy, weren't they? Yeah. But he is a lot more goofy.
2: Yeah, yeah he, there's something about his look or his eyeballs. There's something about his face <laughs> that is not quite serious. Um, yeah. But I will say he's definitely fallen off the map to the point where Chet and I saw him stumble into the scene uh, on a movie and it just really felt like he almost stumbled in, like, in real life. Too. And they were like,
1: keep the cameras rolling, guys. Yeah, yeah. Brendan Fraser just walked
2: into this bar.
1: <laughs> That's what it felt like, truly. It was so out of place. It was
2: odd. The only thing sadder than this movie is what Brendan Fraser is doing on this movie. Um, so anyway, I, I, I'm going to kick it off by saying the percent chance that we see him reprise any fame is zero uh, percent. I'm going to save my zero percent for Brendan Fraser.
1: I didn't realize it was a one-time use. Uh, okay, I'll do a 0.5% of a Brendan Okay. Uh, well, I'll go
2: 0. 0.25 then. Yeah, a, all right. Nope. There's not a lot. Of, his I like stock how, is not trending upwards. I like
1: how I gave him a half a percent and was by far the the most confident. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Twice as confident as mm-hmm. Lyndon.
2: All right. So uh, at number two um, – Oh, uh, you got to figure out why I'm never allowed to present number 1. I'll talk to both of you guys later. Um <laughs> we've got John Hater Heater. The fact that we don't know how to say his last name I think <laughs> says all that we need to know. From Napoleon Dynamite. So talk about it this is like your one-hit wonder, really. Yeah. I mean, like he Benchwarmers was great, but he was like a side character. He was and He also
0: basically... did Blades of Glory, didn't he? Yeah, oh, that's you're true. right. I okay, give fair the people enough. what
2: they want. Yeah, but he <sighs> I mean, all in all, this is a person who was solely defined by his role in Napoleon Dynamite, which became pretty much a cult classic, um, that I remember seeing in theaters and it was almost so weird that I did leave like having a laugh, but I thought at the time, like, I don't know that I would recommend this to anybody because I think it's so weird. I don't even know if it's funny. I don't know if they did it on purpose or if I was laughing at them and not with them. Um, but and that's, John, that's basically been how we've treated him since. Yeah. So
1: are we laughing at him or with him in this part of his career?
2: And I do feel like another staple of like a faded star is that people would just refer to them as that one big role. I feel like he got called more often Napoleon Dynamite in the new movies that he came out with, which is also why I'm like John Heater, hater. Um because everyone would have just called him Napoleon. Hey, wait, is Napoleon Dynamite's in that, right? Like I feel like that was how everyone said about bench warmers. Uh, there was some romantic comedy with ghosts that he was in. Um, no, but... you're,
1: you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Do you know who Jaleel White is running? I do. I wish I didn't. Do you but know who, yeah. but you know who Steve Urkel
2: is? I absolutely right? know who Steve
1: Urkel is. Right.
2: I think it's something like that. I mean, do you still have your vote for Pedro t-shirt? Um, I'm sure I do. I'm sure it's kicking around somewhere.
0: Nice. Napoleon Dynamite is a film that like, gets funnier the more you watch it. Uh, no, no, I, I do see your point. It is once to have that big role and it's so, well, it was not iconic but unique, and he just once you're associated with that role, I think it's very difficult to break out in anything else.
1: Yeah, and and because he became so, I mean, he was like on T-shirts, right? So like people. Like you said, Rodney, just immediately all they knew him as was Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't like John Heater as Napoleon Dynamite. It was someone we've never seen before in anything. Just Napoleon Dynamite, right? And so then yes. when he was in other things, it was like, oh, Napoleon Dynamite is in yeah. Benchwarmers. You've seen Benchwarmers, it's hilarious. Yeah. At Napoleon Dynamite, like that's that's how he then was talked about, and to this day. Uh, I hope he still receives royalties though from that because. I feel like that movie was done on such a low budget, I can totally envision a scenario where the actors are just like, I don't know, give me a $1,000, <laughs> we'll call it a day. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah he's, he's definitely got to be, well, we're probably way past the point now of all of the online stuff that gets made and sold so easily. Like, there's no chance any of those people are paying him royalties for their Vote for Pedro shirts that are coming out now <laughs> that, like, people who are, like, 18 think are retro, you oh, know what I mean, which is a, yep. a depressing thought. It is. But, like... Those people are like, hey, look at this sweet hipster, kickback, throwback shirt, kickback, kickback.
1: So do we see him again?
0: Only in a Uh, documentary. Only. I think he's got perhaps more chance than uh, the last couple. Maybe like a 15% maybe. I think what we're learning is that the
1: documentary will be called Being Jacob. And it'll be the Taylor Lautner story, (laughs) but it'll actually be like a three-part series. And John Heater will be like the second installment john header john heater i
2: don't know <laughs> we still don't know i do like that we covered our bases because we continue to alternate how we've pronounced it throughout
0: <laughs> I, I just called him napoleon dynamo
2: yeah
1: fair enough so before we go to number one let's recap the list uh number 10 was taylor Lautner from the twilight series number nine alicia silverstone clueless number eight my rooting interest ellen page from juno
0: Sounds
2: dirty.
1: Jason yeah, Biggs takes – can't quite
2: figure out what that means.
1: Oh, well, sorry. It's Jason Biggs, number seven, uh, from the American Pie franchise. Josh Hartnett, lucky number Eleven, Number five, Lindsay Lohan, Mean Girls. Number four, Hayden Christensen, Star Wars. Number three, Brendan Fraser, The Mummy. And as we just discussed, number two, John Napoleon Dynamite himself. Hater. From, <laughs> Hater. Hater. <laughs> of Napoleon Dynamite. So, uh, Lyndon, we hinted at it back when we talked about Hayden Christensen. What is the number one faded star,
0: according to uh, the number one? As we've hinted at plenty, is Mark Hamill from the original Star Wars trilogy, and that's why Rodney's not talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why.
1: Why can't I do number one? Well, Rodney, you need to have seen more than two movies <laughs> on the list so we can let you do more of them.
2: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Was it me? Or you guys who had seen all of the Twilight movies, thank you, case in point. <laughs> you just need to see
1: one, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've seen enough of them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this one's interesting, though, because it's like he had a 30-year gap and then suddenly is massive again.
0: I mean, he, he is great. And, you know, the, the voice work he's done as the Joker in right. the animated Batman stuff is great as well. But you just have to compare it to Harrison Ford's career, right? That's and so that—that's what makes him a faded star. And the only thing that has really relaunched his career is Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? He—he he only relevant
1: again because because of Star Wars. Whereas Harrison exactly. Ford diversified his career, and he didn't have—he didn't just do voice acting. And thirty years later, yes, sure, he was in Star Wars, but it was like, well, yeah, that's awesome. We have Harrison Ford, but he's had a, a you know, track record of success outside of this.
0: Yeah, and you have to look at all the uh, the franchises Harrison Ford has revisited, so he's done another Indiana Jones, recently just done Blade Runner, Mark Hamill just has Star Wars.
2: Out of consistency for uh, the, the list, I'm just going to say I'm not going to speak about this out of protest because it was supposed to be in our lifetime, and I refuse to believe that this was in our lifetime. Thank you. We did say that there was one that didn't quite fit that criteria, so... Um,
0: <laughs> That's such an abrupt ending. Thank you. That'll be all from me. <laughs>
1: I have full confidence that we'll see him fade in our lifetime again though. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: I mean this one has to be number 1 though because you're talking about the 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 biggest movie franchise really of all time. I mean in in terms of reach. Um and then you look at comparatively speaking to what Harrison Ford went on to do, this is absolutely number 1.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
2: Definitely, and that was like Star Wars came out when like Citizen Kane came out, right? So there's like three movies. There's like three movies a year, right? Right, right. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was only
1: the eighth movie
2: ever made. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's pretty sad to see how how limited his career was. The special effects were just
1: George Lucas in his living room with cereal boxes. Actually, I don't know if you know this, Rodney. I know you haven't seen the movies, but that's what they were.
2: If someone like if someone five years ago were to say like, "Hey, have you seen Mark Hamill or Humphrey Bogart in a movie?" I would be like, "No." Did Were they in the same movie before? Because <laughs> I don't know who either of them are. Brilliant. <laughs>
1: so I guess it's an odd question. Like, percent chance that he's big again. He's big right now. But, again, only because of Star Wars. Oh, I mean, the dear. question
0: is, the percent chance of him being big outside of Star Sustained Wars. Sustained success. Um, outs- oh, outside what? of Star Wars? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Yeah,
1: Zero. I agree. I mean, he's going to make a, a million Comic-Con appearances as both Joker and as as Luke. But in terms of, like... Acting? No chance. No. Oh, wait, i already used use my zero. 0.4%. Uh, 0.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assign a percentage chance that he... uh, The percentage chance that he's in a senior citizen home before the next big movie that he's in is a
0: 100% chance. Okay. Your, well, your protest in not taking part in this one didn't last long. No. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't keep my word very often. <laughs> I'll give him a 2% chance just because I really like him. And uh, I don't know if you ever follow him on Twitter. He's very funny on Twitter as well. He is. He is indeed very funny.
1: Um, Okay, so that's the list. Now, we did say that we would give our predictions, though. Uh, But before that, were there any that you guys noticed that you wish were on the list that that we didn't quite include?
0: I would say one of the films I enjoyed a lot growing up was Bill and Ted. And obviously, um, Ted, Keanu Reeves, went on to quite a big career. And Bill, his mate, Alex Winters, has done nothing else really. Rodney, what about you?
1: What's what's the one that you felt like should be on the list that wasn't?
2: So I think the one, and I know you guys are going to probably yell at me because you're going to say it's a child star, but uh, Haley Joel, Joel Osment. I feel like he was like that. That's line. a child star. <laughs> no, that was a, <laughs> That's border, a child borderline. star. He's not like he wasn't like well, Dakota you Fanning. You haven't or... seen Secondhand Lions, which pisses me off. Yeah, but so still, you don't get to
1: talk about hjo like i get to talk
2: about him hjo like people
0: like no one calls him
2: yeah he's he was a big part of like like movie i don't know as a child movie conversations (laughs) but he no he was like a teenager he just was he looked young (laughs) (laughs) keep digging keep digging
1: so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with him is that fair? You don't get to include him when we do top ten child stars. Then I,
2: I also know, but it's mostly from an academic standpoint that I know that Val Kilmer uh, fell off. But mostly from like like magazine articles that people had like written about him after the fact, not from the movies that he was in.
0: Okay, well, I'll allow those that two. One.
1: My answer, uh, my answer. I, I, I'm I'm surprised that we haven't actually mentioned this this guy. I mean, um. I mean, he was in a big movie. Like, the Dark Knight was a huge, huge movie. Like the, I can't like it's one of the biggest, like best movies of all time. What you're about and to a, do is is literally going to uh, in we the are, Dark
2: Knight. We are not I, even close to big enough podcasts to, to survive this type of bad press. We <laughs> wouldn't
1: include Aaron Eckhart in our list. So he <laughs> hasn't gone on to do very much since, and I thought he had a pretty big role in The Dark Knight. And uh, he's done, I mean, to me, nothing of note beyond that aaron eckhart to me should have be, been on this what did you think i was gonna say
2: if you said what i thought you were gonna say this would have officially been oh, the last podcast Oh, we oh no out. i
1: definitely i would never make fun of maggie gyllenhaal <laughs> on the podcast
2: <laughs> there would be so many trolls shutting oh, down
1: dear.
0: our stream it's not even funny hey he was in that uh, great film battle los angeles
1: i did like that a lot actually oh, I, I was being sarcastic that. I did like that. You know this. You know this. When we did our top 10 war films and I suggested uh, it, you know this.
0: Yeah, I shot that down.
1: It's Black Hawk Down with aliens. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, so now let's go to what we our predictions. Who do we predict is going to end up on the Taylor Lautner documentary uh, in 15 years? Someone who is famous now who uh, definitely has no chance of sustained fame.
0: Okay. So we were discussing this uh, before we started recording – and we all started off with the same name. Keeping with the Star Wars theme, we think Daisy Ridley might head that way as well.
1: It's the formulaic answer: Hayden <laughs> Christensen, Mark Hamill. It's going to be hard for her to. It's going to be hard for her to make a name outside of it. I mean, I like already Oscar Isaac has done a lot, mm-hmm. and and Adam uh, Driver has done plenty. Adam as Driver, well. exactly. You're right. There's. I really don't see a lot that she's going to be able to do to escape Ray.
0: She is in the Murder on the Orient Express, which is coming out.
2: Oh, that's right. She is. I couldn't, I cannot wait for that movie. I know that's not what we're talking about, but
0: can't wait. Yeah, that does look good.
1: I agree. I agree though. And that's, that's obviously we all said it. That's the best answer. Uh, my answer is kind of similar in formula, which would be Amelia Clark, Game of Thrones. Cause I think that she was in Terminator Genesis. She was in, uh, me before you, uh, or as Rodney calls the suicide squad movie. <laughs> um, it, uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad Part 2. If you don't get that joke, we might have just uh, spoiled the movie for you. Uh, but <laughs> I don't think that she – well, we'll see. I mean when when Game of Thrones wraps up, maybe she can devote more of her energies to, to more serious or, or more famous roles in movies. But I don't know. I feel like the same way as Daisy Ridley, she, she might run into that wall.
0: She kind of tried, didn't she, with uh, Terminator Genesis? It didn't quite work.
1: I just realized I said run into that wall. Uh, no pun intended on, on Game of Thrones
0: Ooh.
2: there. <laughs> so, I mean, Chet, you already gave Lyndon credit for having the best pick, but I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be correct. I think Kevin Spacey's probably reached his <laughs> limit.
0: Let, let's, let's move past that quickly. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> what, oh, man? I'm pretty confident. I can't, I can't, I mean, they've already canceled it. Uh, House of Cards. So now oh. you're going to try to be serious? Yes, yes they did cancel.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Okay. Oh, that was a that was like a Matt and Pete joke that you just made. <laughs> I know. That I feel was, like they'll, yeah. they'll Matt would love be proud. It. They'll love that one. All right, so that's the list. So let us know how we did. Um, if you decide not to listen to us anymore because of what Rodney just said, we understand. Uh, going forward, we hope you remain, though. And if you go to our website, you can you can uh, let us know what you, how we did on this list and if you think there's anyone that needs to be added or taken off. Now, Lyndon, I'm going to turn things over to you uh, because you have a game set up for us.
0: Yeah, so every top 10 list we've done so far, we've had a little quiz at the end. Uh, between the two of you guys to decide what our next top 10 will be do you guys know what top 10 you want to do next child stars (laughs) so you can finally talk about Haley
2: Joel olsman uh i don't think that's how you say his name
1: so i think mine is uh mine would be top 10 sequels better than the
2: first Oh, I like that better.
1: That's good. So
2: win-win for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will also bring your attention to the fact that you said the exact same thing when I came up with this list too. And you said, I'll take that one as mine.
0: (laughs) Okay. So we've gone for a Mr. and Mrs. Film Quiz. So what I did was emailed you both separately to get you to answer some questions about yourselves. And then I will ask the other person to see how well you know each other. Uh, so who won the last? Because Rodney won the last one. I did indeed. So Rodney, you get to decide if you go first or second.
2: I'm going to go second because it's always more advantageous. Okay.
0: So first question for you, Chester. So question number one. What is Rodney's all-time favorite romantic comedy? Option A, You, Me, and Dupree. Option B, Stuck in Love. C, Wedding crashes Or D, Overboard. Oh gosh,
1: I was confident until that last one. Is "Stuck in Love" considered romantic comedy, though? Because that's like a technicality. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say "Overboard" is the answer. Is that your final
0: answer? Indeed. Rodney, do you want to turn the answer?
2: It's "Overboard" is a great classic, but it's not my favorite. "You Me and Dupree" is a movie that I've seen, I saw like three times in theaters, and I also I've, I've watched countless times. I think it's one of my secret. Favorite movies. I love Kate Hudson and I also love Owen Wilson.
1: You're too busy talking about like something borrowed and the breakup for me to have ever heard you mention this. So, <laughs> hey, I'm sorry I missed that one, but uh, all-time favorite one-year all-time favorite movies is Stuck in Love, so that was where my mind first went. Yes, not yes. a rom-com, so I was doing deductive reasoning. It landed on that was idol. funny. Yeah, one. <laughs> you,
2: no, no, you you did you did the, that's why I I told you, uh, Lyndon, when I wrote I put little notes yeah. in them. Uh, one of the notes I said for Stuck in Love, I said not a romantic comedy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then when I put Overboard, I think I also wrote in there that he's going to be mad that I included yeah, this one too. This you know, I game just want to say
1: if it was Switch, you'd be so angry. You'd be 100%. like 100% you'd, you'd say, "How could it be your favorite if I've never heard you talk about it once?" <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we've talked about romantic comedies and you mentioned Overboard, and then when someone else said Overboard, like I'm going to find the clip and put an insert it in because I think the exact quote was, "Oh, overboard is the best,"
2: <laughs> which is accurate. I still feel that way, but it's like, "All right, we need to yeah, move on." But that's yeah. under contention. That's under. Has, contention.
0: has Chet seen overboard yet? That,
1: if not, you have to see that. I have not seen it. I have not. Unacceptable. Seen
0: it. All right. So, first question for Rodney: What is the one film Chet has seen the most times? And you've got four options: A. Wedding Crashers. B. Anchorman. C. Remember the Titans D. The Sandlot Dang it Ugh.
2: I'm going to go Anchorman but I don't like my answer Tell him chat All
1: of those are fair but it is Remember the Titans uh, I've watched that movie specifically with Dan 25 times it feels so I had to, that was my first instinct when, when Lyndon asked the question Remember the Titans I think I've seen more, like dozens and dozens of times
2: yeah, that's a that's a good one. That I that was that would have been option number two for me, but that's a good one. Okay.
0: This is good. So your marriage isn't going quite so well at the minute. So <laughs> moving on to number two. So number two for uh Chet. The movie recommendation for an episode Rodney had to watch multiple times so he kept falling asleep. Oh gosh.
1: Recently or you, all time?
0: <laughs> well, all time. I'll give you four options. Okay. A Saint Vincent. B Nightcrawler. C, Hunt for the Wilder People. D, All of the Above.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's not fair. That's not, none of those I think are true. All right, it's not Hunt for the Wilder People, because I think, I, I definitely remember that. He saw Nightcrawler without me, so it's got to be St. Vincent. I think you fell asleep through St. Vincent over the course of multiple nights, actually. So that's my final answer.
2: So didn't do I didn't watch St. Vincent with you either, and the one that I did fall asleep uh, watching was Nightcrawler. I fell asleep watching it. I slept. I I watched it on the porch. Actually in the middle of the day on a Sunday and I fell asleep How twice. am I
1: supposed to know that? <laughs> I'm just going based off what I remember watching with you. Yeah, well, Tred, actually to be fair, when I was five years old, I remember distinctly watching Frosty the Snowman falling asleep seven times on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> the question is the question. It was a movie recommendation.
2: What do you want me Rodney to do? Rodney
1: wants so badly for me not to win that he just he's slant magazineing magazine this whole thing, right? Oh that, that that is
2: a harsh that is harsh. I don't think no but you're right because I did not fall asleep during Hunt for the Wilder People I knew that and, and you watched
1: Nightcrawler Without not... Me which I was right about
2: too which yeah but that doesn't mean that that's not the second answer second
1: question's
0: up okay. to you. let's move on let's let's leave this domestic for later so we'll move on to question number two for Rodney if Chet could remove any actor's work from existence who would it be? A. Nicholas Cage B. Amy Schumer C. Adam Dap- Adam Sandler d Catherine heigl
2: god i know he hates all of these people um but i'm gonna say he didn't say amy schumer because he's not even gonna consider her an actress i'm gonna go mm, Catherine heigl it was amy schumer it was amy schumer it was amy schumer i i actually thought this is a high scoring game i
1: thought that would be like the obvious answer
2: okay i just didn't think that you
0: were going to call her an actress so i hardly call her a person but she's
1: (laughs)
2: she's the
0: answer cooler at Lovely. So, question number three for uh, Chet. Uh, so the score so far is no score. Three of you the- zero to zero. <laughs> zero. It's a tie game. Oh, there's no points uh, for defense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number three uh, for Chet. The one film that always puts Rodney in a good mood. Your options are: A. Tommy Boy. B. The Pianist. C. Up. Or D Wedding Crashers.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I do know that Rodney is prone to uh, have the Holocaust put him in a good mood. <laughs> um, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely Tommy Boy because he also listed that recently as the one movie he would watch if it was if there was only one movie he could watch the rest of his life. So Tommy Boy. Nice
0: first point scored. Oh shoot! All right, here we go. Now now goes. it got competitive. Now yeah, it's heating up. Question number three for Rodney. What is Chet's favorite film to watch when he's feeling ill? A. Lord of the Rings B. Star Wars C. Any Marvel film or D. All of the above Such such nerdy picks. (laughs) Um,
2: I'm going to go Lord of the Rings for the nerd. I will first say
1: that um, I will first say this, that you picked three of the most financially successful movie franchises of all time and said <laughs> nerd <laughs> Um It was Lord of the Rings. Good call. Yes.
2: Uh, Alright. No, that's a good uh, that is a good sick. Two questions I'm, left each.
1: When I'm sick, just a trip to Middle Earth, man. I might take one tonight, actually.
2: Yeah, no, that's a that is that's a good pick. I would love that when I'm sick too, so we
0: are similar in that way. Nerd. Question number four for Chet. The one movie that Rodney wants to do an episode on that you will never agree to. Option A, Requiem for a Dream. B, Something Borrowed. (coughs) Something shit. C, C, The Conjuring. Or D, All of the Above.
1: They're all true. Although I don't know for sure that Rodney would want to. Actually, they're not all true. Because I don't think Rodney likes Requiem for a Dream enough to do an episode on it. Uh, and if he claims that he's lying, um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with something borrowed. Rodney would love to tell the world about something borrowed at every given moment, so that has to be the answer.
2: Chet, tell him, Rodney. Who said I didn't like Requiem for a Dream? We were just talking about. It. I didn't say it was like the greatest movie of of like I what everyone had said but i i'm going to look at it right now it's definitely it at least
1: an 8 will ferrell and elf who said you sit on the throne of lies <laughs> sit this is the how many times have i heard you talk about something but bar- requiem for a dream i couldn't even confidently answer if you even had seen that movie
2: Unbelievable. we we Lyndon, we had a conversation. If, you know what? If you say that, then you don't listen to me. This whole thing is a <laughs> non We just had a conversation about this movie where we talked about it in detail, where I clearly made it obvious that I'd seen the movie. To be fair, I mean,
1: I'd kind of zone you out. So, I, you know, sorry. Next question:
0: <laughs> Some great lines here. You don't listen to me. <laughs> to take the lead. <laughs> to take the lead. Number four for Rodney. The film. Uh, that you haven't seen yet, that annoys Chet the most. A, Star Wars, B, Kubo and the Two Strings, C, Secondhand Lions, or D, Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Okay. D should have been all of the above, Um, but... It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say, because you actually have said it on this episode, so I the listeners will come to my defense that it has to be secondhand lions.
1: Uh, So this one I'm interested to see. um, To be fair, I gave two possible answers here. I said secondhand lions all time. No doubt Kubo and the two strings more recently. So I will say you should get the point.
2: Wait, how, you gave him two correct answers. What, how was well, he supposed, what's How is he supposed to do with that? Hey, remember
1: that time I said I, I, I think uh, you should get the point. I think you should get the point. I, I'm, I'm being, I'm telling you, you got it right. To me, that was the, that was the answer. The oh, more I thought about
0: it. Oh, I'm sorry. I oh, wait, think, wait. No, oh, oh, this is getting controversial. I've got the answers: Kubo and the Two Strings.
1: Well, hey, Rodney, I don't know what to tell you. The judge, the judge has spoken. So.
0: <laughs> wait, he
2: just sent you, and you just knew to put in, put no, on secondhand no, second My
1: exact phrase was: "Most recently, it's Kubo and the Two Strings." All time, I would say a secondhand lions. You, okay. and I said, but then all, you can look at the time. email. I
0: think we're going for all time. And I
1: did say that, Lyndon. you choose what you think is more applicable to what you are envisioning with all the time. question. So whatever you think, like, did you mean right now or all time? I'll give you both. You pick.
0: I'm gonna give Rodney the point, though.
1: I agree. Agreed. Because otherwise, like you talk about domestic, <laughs> it's like it's gonna get bad up in here.
0: It's really gonna kick
1: Yeah,
2: because that's a You terrib- got the point. You got the point. <laughs>
1: next, next question. Got no, the point. There is no caveat. Yeah, next question. Not, it's not my
2: fault. You gave him two options that were correct.
1: Requiem for a dream.
2: Next question. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's a nine <laughs> on my list.
0: Okay. Last question for chat. You've got one so far. Okay. Rodney's favorite movie recommendation from down the hall so far. I will give you oh no, should I give you two points if you want to guess? Yeah, I like that, I like that. Okay. I so guess, you can have to, if you guess correctly. If I guess correctly without. without if, if you don't, I'll then give you the options. Okay, fair enough. You get one guess though.
1: Can you guys give me like a minute though as I'm looking through these? I think I have it. Um, okay. I think it is Don't
0: Think Twice. Incorrect.
1: Okay, what are the options? Okay.
0: The options are so I'll give you the four options. A, Night Owls. B, The Big Sick. C, Nice Guys. Or D, Fruitvale Station. All right, Nice Guys. You're going for Nice Guys? Yes. Final answer? Yes. Tell him, Rodney. It was Night Owls.
2: Night Owls, to me, oh my is my favorite one because it, it's... So I was going to, if you want my justification on each one... One was a movie theater pick, so not exactly what we do. I love the movie The Big Sick. The Nice Guys was definitely a good one, but also kind of more of a major release, uh, so people had probably seen it. Um, Fruitvale Station, too sad. I thought that Night Owls is a great movie to show to people.
1: I think, in your defense, because I think you need a defense right now, in your defense, (laughs) Night Owls is probably the Best example of a down-the-hall pick.
0: I was going to say that as well. I think Night Owls represents everything down the hall's doing. Thank you for that. Yeah. I guess uh, so, thank
1: you for that too. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no. no I am saying thank
2: you for justifying <laughs> my answer as being a good one. <laughs> okay, okay, so let's, let's leave no doubt. Let, let me leave him in the dust.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, so the game is won, but I'll give you the last question. Uh, the film you fell asleep during that really annoyed Chet. A, Hunt for the Wilder People, B, Moana, C, Predestination, or D, St. Vincent. It's definitely Predestination. It's definitely yeah. Predestination. Uh,
1: I had seen it already. I also had to be up at 4 a.m. the next day. You started re-watching it at midnight, and I felt the need to sit and watch you watch it just so that I could make sure you saw it. And it didn't work. You, you felt. I was like, you know what, screw this, I'm going to bed. And I came down later to like put something away. And you like sat up and you're like, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to figure out how he I'm like, no, shut up. You haven't no, 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 seen
2: it. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That he, he did come back down, but then I did go back and rewound all the way to the point that I had fallen asleep and did rewatch it. By that point, we had a conversation because you were trying to get up early and then you came back down and I was surprised you came back down. Yes. All things that I did say, yes.
0: So it's official. Rodney knows Chet better than Chet knows Rodney. That's true.
1: Lyndon. Great job. Great quiz. I think the most uh, most creative one so far, no doubt.
0: Yeah, it was fun. This was Always a good like one. getting a bit of a argument between the two of you.
1: Some men just want to see the world burn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: So, uh, Lyndon, where can our listeners find you?
0: Uh, so you can find me at Twitter on at uh, LWellsFilm and find my articles I write at top10films.co.uk, Recently did, uh, just before the release of Thor Ragnarok, did a, a list of all the top uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe films so far. So head over to Top 10 Films and check that out.
1: Yeah, and you said that the new Thor movie belongs higher on the list, right?
0: I, the new Thor movie goes into the, the top five straight away for me. It's cool. It's brilliant.
1: Very cool. We'll talk more about that, I'm sure, another time. Uh, for Rodney and I, we you can find us on Twitter at Down the Hall Guys. You can go to our website, downthehallpodcast.com, where we encourage you to jump in on this conversation. You can also uh, scroll down to the bottom, recommend a movie for us that you think is worth people's movie night, as we do try to save people time each week by giving a recommendation. Other than that, I think it's time to say goodbye to our dear friend across the pond. Lyndon, thank you for joining us as always.
0: I feel you're saying that through gritted teeth after losing that quiz.
1: Yeah. i also like to announce that this will be my last episode on Down the Hall
0: Podcast.
2: <laughs> but, Lyndon, what I'll say is happy Halloween. Great job on that quiz. You were fantastic as always. Thank Have that, a that's much more wonderful night. Lisa.
0: Cheers. <laughs>